Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. Greetings and welcome, everybody. It is Saturday, September the 11th, 2021. We remember a special event from 20 years ago on this day, but also it was on this day in 1789, Alexander Hamilton was appointed the first United States Secretary of the Treasury. In the year 1814, on this day during the War of 1812, the American fleet defeated the British in the Battle of Lake Champlain. On this day in 1862, author William Sidney Porter, also known as O. Henry, was born in Greensboro, North Carolina. And in 1928, on this day, the first televised dramatic show, The Queen's Messenger, was presented on television by the General Electric Company on a tiny 3 by 4 inch screen. It was on this day in 1936 that President Franklin Roosevelt dedicated the Boulder Dam, now the Hoover Dam, in Nevada. But it was 20 years ago on this day in 2001 that Islamic terrorists crashed two hijacked American commercial airliners into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City and another into the Pentagon in suicide attacks against the United States. The towers collapsed a little over an hour and a half later. And a fourth jetliner was crashed in a field south of Pittsburgh, near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, after passengers attempted to thwart another suicide collision. It was the most devastating terrorist attack in history and the most devastating attack against the United States in its history and the first attack on our soil since the War of 1812, the first attack by an enemy on United States soil since the War of 1812. Now you might say, well, wait a minute, wasn't Pearl Harbor an attack against the United States? And it was. But at the time, Hawaii was not as yet a state, and other United States islands in the Pacific were attacked and uh, taken over by the Japanese during World War II. But in the continuous United States, and on the U.S. mainland, not since the War of 1812 with the British invasion against our country, that another enemy attacked us on our soil in such a devastating attack. And I want to take time to share a few of my thoughts on this day 20 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years, and when you think about it, an entire generation has grown up after this attack. Those born right after the attack are now pushing 20 years old. And for them, the terrorist attack is something that happened right before they were born, just like in my case. I was born in 1970. It was the previous year that Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Most of the people, all the people who are older than me, were born before that, and some even remember that event, but I don't, because it was just before I was born, about a year before I was born. And there's a whole generation of children now, 20 years and younger, in which this attack did not happen during their lifetime, but for many of us, it did. 
And it's important for us that we never forget what happened on that day and teach our children of that day when our nation was attacked, liberty was attacked by a very hateful group of terrorists. I, for one, remember the day, and I think all of us who were around that time remember where they were and what they were doing when they heard that planes had crashed into the Twin Towers. I had just been ordained a priest the previous June 23rd, and it was a day in which I was going to be moving upstairs in the rectory from the room I had been occupying as a deacon to the room I will be occupying as a priest. And I had just woken up and was quite literally reaching for the remote to turn the TV on, as I do every morning, to check the news. When there was a knock on my door and the other two priests, when I entered the door, said, Bill, turn on the TV. Our nation is under attack. When the pastor told me that uh, that planes had been flown into the World Trade Center towers, I immediately thought of the incident from, I believe, the 1930s, when a small plane crashed into the Empire State Building. But I turned on the television and eventually joined the other priests in the kitchen watching the television and saw the devastation. By the time I woke up and started watching, the first tower had already collapsed. And I was there in the kitchen watching the television as the second tower came down as well. Word, of course, had gone out that a third plane had hit the Pentagon. But I also remember walking over to the school on that day with the sense that there was a plane out there that was unaccounted for. And that was the fourth plane that crashed into Pennsylvania because the passengers had tried to overtake their hijackers. But for a time, the news was out that there was a plane that was unaccounted for. And where was that plane? And eventually we learned of the fate of that plane, of the order of the president that all planes land and be grounded. And it was later that day, as I was preparing to celebrate the evening mass, that the last plane of the Korean Airlines flew over the parish I was stationed in Menlo Park, California, South San Mateo County. And shadowing that plane was a fighter jet. Now the presumption at that time was that the fighter jet was perhaps protecting the plane, but later we learned that no, the jet had orders to shoot the plane down if it diverted from its course in any way. Also early that day, I started a, the first session of a scripture class on the prophets, and we decided we would still have the class that day. News was still coming in. Nothing was very sure in terms of what happened and who was responsible and what was going to be done and how the day was going to turn out. So we gathered for that first session and remembered in our prayers those who had been affected by the attack. But also, we had a Mass at noon that day. Now, normally in the parish I was at, we would have a morning Mass and an evening Mass. But in light of those attacks, we decided we would celebrate Mass at noontime. We started making phone calls. People called other people. Word began to spread. And the church was packed. Just a few hours after this attack, people came together to celebrate the Mass, to worship God, receive the Eucharist, and pray for those who had been affected by this attack personally and our nation in general on that day, September 11, 2001. The parents of the school, of course, some were still hanging out in the schoolyard 
Some are concerned that uh, San Francisco might be attacked, but we are quite far south of San Francisco. One mother in particular, I remember she was saying, but what if they attack? What if they attack? I said, well, I, I doubt that they'll attack our school with jetliners. They would more than likely attack the city, but they didn't. And actually, the Archdiocese of San Francisco decided to close the schools for that day. But after a brief call among pastors in our local deanery, we decided to keep the schools open. Where the, we knew that where the children would be, they would be safe. Parents knew they would be safe. And, of course, parents came and picked those up. They wanted to during the course of the day, but most of them picked them up at the regular dismissal time. But it was quite a day, a day truly to remember. I taped a great deal of it on the VCR, and I still have them. The president's speech, his arrival at the White House, his initial speech in Louisiana, and just throwing in to record the events of the day. I also remember that three days later, the president declared a national day of prayer for the nation, which for us as Catholics, of course, is something regular. We say Mass every day. There are people who come and attend Mass every day, even though the obligation is Sunday. We do celebrate the Mass every day, and many people attend so many people come on that day, the day of prayer, at noontime to simply pray quietly in the church, which is always open, but also in the morning and evening masses. And especially in the evening, we had really a lot of people who were coming to church in solidarity with the rest of the nation and with our president to celebrate the mass. And I remember earlier that day, there was the prayer service at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., a prayer service led by the Reverend Billy Graham, now the late Reverend Billy Graham, in which also the President of the United States gave a speech. A very moving day, and a day also to remember. But also, I noticed what the day was. Of course, it was remembering 9-11, but the day of prayer was Friday, the 14th of September. That in the Catholic Church is the feast day of the triumph of the cross of Christ. And that particular feast day was a day in which, traditionally, the church, especially in rural farming countries and farming towns, it's a day that would be preceded by what's called ember days. And ember days were three days of prayer and preparation for the festivities of the feast day. And there were usually four feasts throughout the course of the year that corresponded to the harvest season. Corpus Christi was one of those feasts, and another of the feasts is September 14th, the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross of Christ. And those were feasts that were preceded three days by Ember Days. And on this particular year, although we are not an agrarian society, we're not a farming community, at least in, not in the Bay Area here and, and in San Francisco, South San Mateo, but what were we remembering on that September 14th, that National Day of Prayer called by President Bush? We were remembering the attacks on 9-11. And we take the three days, September 11th, 12th, and 13th, from the attack up to the feast. We have three days, three ember days of sorts, before we celebrated the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross. And those were three ember days leading to 
our national day of prayer, as we reacted, responded to, started coming to terms with the great tragedy and the great loss of life and the great devastation of that attack. But also, on September 14th, the National Day of Prayer, in addition to being the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross of Christ, it is also the anniversary of the Siege of Fort McHenry during the War of 1812. The Siege of Fort McHenry is the event that eventually inspired the writing of the poem and subsequent song that became our national anthem. And so, as a result of that attack, we became very much a united country. We started flying our flags, starting on that day of the attack. And in the days following, more and more people were buying and flying the American flag in solidarity with all of us throughout the nation in response to this attack. And after three ember days in which we prepared, we came to terms, we reacted, we responded, we talked, we comforted each other. We came together as a nation for a day of prayer on the feast of the triumph of the cross of Christ and the anniversary of the writing of our national anthem. The anniversary of another attack against us at Fort McHenry outside of Baltimore in Maryland which was repelled by the patriots of Fort McHenry. And we as a nation resolved that we would repel whatever force sought to devastate us as a nation. And when we look at where our nation is now 20 years later, what our nation has gone through with the COVID crisis, but also the cultural assault that our nation has had to endure coming to terms with its checkered history, but the attacks against our nation and its integrity and its goodness because of that checkered history. We see people who truly hate our nation attacking it from within, wanting to divide us by race, by gender, by ethnicity, by orientation, by identity, seeking to divide our nation and belittle our nation to condescend and to criticize and vilify our nation because of our checkered past. It's in the midst of this that we are remembering the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And we remember not only the attack on that day, but how we responded on that day, and especially the good people of New York City, but also of Washington, D.C., and the people on the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania. We remember the heroism of our firemen and our policemen. We remember the heroism of those on board the jetliner that crashed in Pennsylvania. There was no systemic racism on that day because there is no systemic racism that has any real effect in our country. We remember that we overcame that as a nation. Because we were founded on liberty and freedom, granted, we were not founded in any perfection, but because we were founded on liberty and freedom, those basic values enabled us 
to abolish slavery, to grant freedom to more, and greater liberty against the systemic racism of the 50s and 60s that led to segregation, and we overcame that. And we are still not a perfect nation, because a nation that says we are guaranteed the right to life by our God, we still struggle. As we see in recent news, the reaction to the Texas law that is aimed at protecting the unborn in the womb and guaranteeing more and more the right to life on which this nation is founded and is a principle that is expressed in our Declaration of Independence. We know we have not had a perfect past, but we are a nation that has always overcome our imperfections, always confronted with efforts to more perfectly realize the promises of our founding. And that day 20 years ago, we saw the best of this country and the best of what this nation was founded on. We saw people of all races, genders, creeds, ethnicities under attack. We saw them come together to give comfort, to rescue, to aid in the efforts to rebuild this country. And we did not let this devastating attack by people who hate us bring us down but we remember the unity we had in its aftermath, even as we sought to overcome the devastation. That is not a day plagued by wokeness, racism, or bigotry. It was a day in which we forgot that. And while it was a day of tragedy that had to bring us together in that way, we know as a nation, we can do this because we are a nation that is good. We are a people that are good. Perfect? No. Good? Yes. Great? Definitely. So as we remember the 20th anniversary of 9-11, let us also remember the principles of our nation, the character of this nation that is completely counter to those who would seek to attack it from within today those who hate our nation from within our nation, from all levels of our society. And let us see this day, 20 years ago, as proof that what they say about our nation is a lie. We have overcome our imperfections. We continue to strive to overcome our imperfections so that we can be more and more a nation that realizes more perfectly the blessings and the principles upon which this nation was founded and which this nation promises to all people, all citizens within it, as a beacon of freedom and liberty throughout the world. So we remember with sadness, but also let us remember this day with hope and let us remember this day with resolve. Our nation will not be overcome by terrorists and any people outside the nation that hates us. But we will also never be overcome or overthrown by those who hate us from within. And the proof of that is what we remember on this day. Yes, we remember the sadness, the fear, the terror, the tragedy, the loss and the death and the devastation. But we also remember the heroism, 
the unity, the charity, the camaraderie, and the resolve to lift ourselves up and not be defeated. A resolve that brought about a tremendous unity that showed itself in the waving and displaying of millions of American flags. Let us remember that as we remember the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and continue to pray that the greatness of our nation will always shine forth against those who would attack us from outside our nation and those who hate us from within it. Thank you.